Welcome back to a yet another episode of the Reaction Therapy Podcast. We've got a great show today. A lot is happening. An unbelievably cool topic that I could go on and on and on about. And as we always say, much, much more. So let me bring in Nick here and let's start the show. Yeah, man, I'm ready for this one. This is going to be exciting. There's a couple of exciting topics to talk about, but the main one topic today is going to be really cool. Uh, it probably won't. We probably won't get through it. So that that's how good it's going to be. I'm excited. Toxic relationships we're talking yep. about today. Tom's bread and butter, other than like addiction, trauma, and all that stuff. I talk about toxic relationships. One of the most asked questions in all the comments I get at Reaction Therapy is how to handle toxic relationships. What can I do to get out of yeah. one? What can I do to fix one? What can I do to avoid one? We're going to cover it today. I feel like there's so pretty much every reaction you do has some form of toxic relationship in it. I feel like a lot of Juice World songs has it in, but we'll get to that in, no, in a second. That but yeah, so how's this is kind of the middle of summer towards the end. How are you feeling? Um, you know, I'm not going back to school, but you, your other son's going back to school, my brother, yep. and people are starting to get back to school. So how, how are you feeling? I, I feel great. I mean, I'm still wearing long sleeve shirts and it's summer. We're I, inside, I obviously, but it is really hot. <laughs> Having a great time. Have enjoyed the time off when I've had it. Summer's a little bit slower. It's still full for me, but yeah. it is a little bit slower, a chance for us to kind of slow down a little bit of the work we do mm -hmm. because people travel and go on vacation. So we don't always just fill all of our schedule 12 months out of the year. We kind of plan to take a little bit of time off in the summer. Plan yeah. to take a little bit of time off at Christmas. So it's kind of nice to have that break. Gives me more time to do reaction therapy and more time just to lay around. Nick, play the Wii, go outside and play basketball. Yeah. Yeah, we're almost, as this comes out, we're on or almost on a vacation again. So it's a pretty cool summer. We usually don't go on multiple trips, but no. this summer we're going on Thanks multiple trips. Thanks to Nick, graduating, getting a special graduation trip. Yeah, we normally don't. And with COVID, like we I didn't. Know. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. No, it's okay. Because of the pandemic, we have uh, not been able to travel much for the last couple years, honestly. So, yeah. yeah, really happy to have some time off and really happy to be able to do the work that I do. I feel blessed to do the work I do because I love working every day. Yeah. Um, if y'all don't know, we're doing a lot of more, a lot of more. We're doing a lot more live streams now. So those are, those are awesome. I love interacting with y'all. So many of y'all have uh, decided to become members, which is such a yep. cool thing. Uh, so we love that, and we hope that more of y'all will join. Members only live stream, yep. reaction live stream, general uh, request live stream to the entire world. Yep. Three live streams a week. Isn't that cool? A live stream dedicated to only taking requests so that you can decide what we do on YouTube. A live stream dedicated only to members who have joined Patreon or YouTube. So join that because it's just for them. It's a smaller group. Yep. We get to know them better and we get to have conversation, communication and all kinds of cool stuff. And the last one, a live stream dedicated to reactions that mm -hmm. we haven't done on YouTube already. So it's actually adding in probably what? Three reactions per week yeah. now mm -hmm. above the one per day and the extra ones that are on. So much content. Patreon. We're just pumping out content. Um, Y'all have to be at the live streams to request a song. So if y'all want to see your favorite song, that is yep. the best place do to it. do it. I'm excited. Let's get into 
our intro topic of the day. Oh, this I one, wait. I will say, is a doozy. So uh, let me go. Hold intro on. topic. Let's get it. All right. Yes. So our intro topic of the day is something a little interesting that just happened uh, around the 4th of July. So there was a YouTuber, and I showed Tom the clip before so he would know. Very kinda quickly showed me the clip. Yeah. I have no idea who this guy is, so but he needs some mental health treatment. There's a guy by the name of I Show Speed. He has around 9 million followers on YouTube. Uh, just a ton. Is there anything wrong, Nick, in our world that, I mean, bless him. Like, he obviously is very entertaining. A lot of people like him. Yeah. But I say the same with professional athletes. You know, are we not distorted with our income that a professional athlete would make bazillion dollars, which is good for them if they've yeah. got the talent and people will pay them, but then a teacher makes hardly anything, right? Or that people who have regular everyday jobs, it feels distorted. And this too, he has yeah. 9 million subscribers to do stuff like I saw today. And we and other reactors and other people that are putting quality content out, we're just schlepping along. Yeah. So basically what, what Speed did was... <laughs> you liked it though. Well, I thought it was funny, but I actually, the first time I watched it, I was just in shock. I'm like, what is happening on my screen right now? Like, is this real? Like, did he set this up? I don't think he set it up, though. I think this was real. So what he decided, he he was on stream with, I think there's like 100,000 people on his stream. Like, that's how many people oh are on his stream. Like, we get 100, 100,000. incredible. So 100,000 people on stream. He's like, he had fireworks. He's like, I'm going to set off a firework in my room. So he set it on top of his bed. <laughs> He lit the thing and it exploded. It went everywhere. Legit, sitting there, shorts, no shirt on, big old huge box of fireworks. And I'm Uh thinking, first of all, that's in your room. Second of all, you're going to light a lighter. All of these things could explode at once, but he puts out... Yeah, so he so he lit this firework, and it was one of those fireworks that has multiple Pikachu. places where it shoots out the PG, Pikachu. Pikachu, So man. I don't know much about fireworks. It's coming but, out his ears, his mouth, it's yeah. spinning around, it's flying up to the ceiling it's in the room on the carpet yeah. it's everywhere so so he 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 exploded that <laughs> and then pretty soon and he was he was watching it for a second and then just freaked out he started screaming yelling at his mom he was going yeah, nuts he looked legitimately he was scared. scared like i don't think he set it up i don't think he knew what was about to happen i but, think he thought it would just sparkle and pop and it would all stay in his room i don't think he i don't know what he was thinking but did you see how many views it got at all yeah, it has 2.8 million, and it's been like a day and a half <laughs> as we're recording this. So, oh I mean, man, it has a lot of views. He got what he wanted, I guess. Which I mean, we can talk about the mental health side of it, but I'm sure he did that for views. But he did not expect it to go so far. So basically, what happened was he went, he started screaming at his mom. His mom runs in the room. It's like, what are you doing? And just yelling back at him. And he's like, I didn't think it would explode like that. And then the smoke alarms went off because there's a bunch of smoke in his room. And then the fire department came to his house and uh, exterminated, or not exterminated, distinct, what is it? Extinguished. Extinguished, sorry. The fire. Extinguished the fire. The smoke and everything, fire alarm. Yeah, it was just nuts. So that's basically what happened. So what do you think about all that? I think he needs help. Like, other than just learning that, okay, this is probably not the smartest thing to do. And second of all, This is what we call critical thinking skills, okay? When you look at someone that can make decisions, that can think ahead of where they are, whether they're uh, getting a job or whether they're going to... I've had this happen with people who have company credit cards or company cars, 
and they use them for the wrong purpose and end up getting fired that you think ahead here. You've got, first of all, you're going to light a firework inside, which is completely bad to do because mm-hmm. obviously he doesn't know what a home's built of with wood. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, sheetrock that's all around, everything, the carpet that could all just, and, and homes can go up in seconds. So number one, you got that. Number two, he's got an entire load of fireworks around that also could spark and catch it, which would blow him up. Literally, he yeah. would die. And then third, the message. This is it, y'all. The message this sends to the world. And mm. I've said it over and over again. Before social media, back when I grew up in the 90s, 80s, this stuff did not happen hardly at all because it wasn't out there to see. So now that it's out there to see, and wait, he has millions of followers. Maybe I could do something like Mm. that. My house won't catch on fire. Maybe the fire department will come. But it's a terrible example, y'all, just period. And hopefully he came out or will come out and say, this just shouldn't happen. Like, this is the biggest mistake I think I've ever made. And please, nobody do this. I don't know. I don't. I I just have started recently watching him. I saw his channel for the first time a couple days ago. And that's one of the first things I see of him. So that kind of, in a way, it turns me off from watching him because I'm like, he's he's crazy. Like, he's not... Well, think of what it would do if we did that yeah. on our show, just to try to get views or followers or whatever. <clears throat> I think a lot of people knowing Tom would say, what is he doing? Like, he's trying to uh, do... He, they would drop off. I think the easiest way to do it, it's like a restaurant. If you get terrible service and they're not nice to you, best way to show your message is to not go. Yeah. Best way is to not follow. But, uh, you know, we did a clickbait thing recently of saying we're going to shut it all down, which was true. We were shutting the Google form down, but not the show. It sounded like we don't do that. People leave comments. We don't do that all the time. Right. To try to mess with people. That's like one in a once and done kind of thing. But (laughs) it was fun. It's not dangerous, though. And this is the thing that's dangerous. So enough of the mental health there. Yeah. Well, and then I thought about, and um, a couple of YouTubers have made videos reacting to it. Oh, wow. Like, what, what's going to happen with YouTube? Like, I wonder if YouTube's going to see that and think, like, this should not be promoted. Like, is he well, going to get in trouble? allowing that to like, be out, yeah. Like, I don't know what YouTube's going to do with that. That's a good point. So, I don't know if they'll allow it, take it down. I don't know. It's still up right now, but... Do you get strikes on YouTube like we do if we do the wrong thing or put wrong content out and we break the rules? Do you get strikes mm-hmm. if you do something that is, well, like that? Like, do yeah. they give strikes to, like, regular influencers? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. Anyway, that was really crazy and not something I thought we were going to talk about today. But yeah. that just came up and I'm like, I have to talk about Great this. Great starter, Nick. Thing. So that's the starter. Let's get in now to our topic of the day. Ooh, yes. So topic of the day, like Tom said, is toxic relationships. We talk about it all the time. So first off, what is a toxic relationship? We can talk all day. We're clearly saving tons of time for this, right? Because I'm just... It's going to be a lot. There is so much to talk about. And basically, there are a lot of definitions of what a toxic relationship is. And it doesn't have to be somebody you're dating or married to even. It can be a work relationship. It can be a friendship. So toxic relationships, long story short, we, we apply them to dating or marriage relationships, but they are situations where I think people feed off the sickness of the relationship. They feed off the dysfunctions of each other and they feed off of constantly being in chaos, but never ending things. So the boundaries are very unclear. They're very blurry and you continue a relationship that's extremely unhealthy 
and actually makes you a worse person being in the relationship. Remember I said that about allergies? When you eat something that has nuts in it and you're allergic to nuts and you start breaking out and your throat closes up and sometimes you need an EpiPen or you gotta go to the hospital, it's like you keep eating that food. So toxic relationships are when you keep, you stay a worse person because of the relationship and who you are out of that relationship is different than who you are in it. So if you are a better person out of a relationship <clears throat> than you are in it, then you are in a toxic relationship. Could be work, home, school, friends, anything. And there are a lot of different uh, kinds that's important to know. You know, there are some that where both people are really abusive to each other and just mean to each other and constantly at each other. There's some where there's a victim and a uh, an abuser, a person who's constantly mean and putting down and degrading to one and the other one plays off the victim, not on purpose, doesn't want to be, but they become the victim in the relationship because they don't fight back. And that is still a toxic flow where neither one leaves the relationship. You've got them where both are passive aggressive, sending messages all the time that are subliminal and, you know, I hate you, but I'm not going to act like that outwardly. I'm just going to do little things and make little comments here or there. You've got relationships that there's a lot of infidelity or cheating or talking, if it's a friendship, talking behind somebody's back about them. Uh, which can be passive aggressive also. A lot of gaslighting goes on in toxic relationship. Gaslighting is when you try to tell the other person it's their fault, the relationship's not going well because of something they said or did, and that you really are innocent and a saint and trying just to do what's best, but you're really convincing them something that's false. That's not true. Yeah. You're the one that's doing it. So lots of dynamics in toxic relationships, but I promise you, everybody out there that's watching this or you know someone pass this podcast on to them because toxic relationships are all over the place and we get used to them just like toxic food, Nick. If we eat food that is bad for us regularly, we'll get used to eating that, but it will regularly tear our body down. It'll break yeah. us apart. I think one <clears throat> of the biggest things that I thought of was when you were saying that was like toxic, toxic relationships can even get to a point to where you're not even realizing that you're in them. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. they can get to a point, like you've yeah. been in them for so long, you don't even realize it is toxic. Like yeah. you could be living normal life and like, this is just how it goes. And that's not really a good place to be. And, uh, I would truth. say like, I'm not a professional or anything, but I would definitely say, get to the root of the problem early. Like if you think something might be toxic, there's a chance it is. And that's when you would want to get help with that. Yeah, this is a really good point because where a relationship starts that's toxic is critical to be able to stop it from ever happening. It reminds me, Nick, of this movie from forever ago that was called Super Size Me and wasn't a super popular movie, but this guy did basically a documentary on himself. For 30 straight days, he stayed in his apartment and he ate three meals a day at McDonald's. So he would go order different food and not all the time a burger and fries, but Many times he'd have salad or whatever, but he ate pretty much everything on the menu, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And if they asked him if he wanted to supersize his meal, he would have to say yes. That was part of the deal. And long story short, at the end of the month, he was, I think, practically in the hospital, if not in the hospital, because he was so sick and unhealthy and what it did to his body, meaning anything that's toxic enough for long enough is really terrible for you. Yeah. And that's what relationships, a lot of times we don't realize we eat, sleep, sleep, and drink toxic relationships mm. all day. It could be at work. It could be at home. It could be with family. It could be with friends. Doesn't have to be just a dating relationship or a marriage. 
So how it starts, first way, maybe family of origin, just where you came from when you grew up. What relationships did you watch that were key and how toxic were they? Both in your parents, in significant others, in siblings, all that kind of stuff. Second would be your patterns. Like what relationships have you had? That's what I would ask you if you were in my office. Like give me your past relationships, give me your family relationships, mm -hmm. give me your friendships and how many of those are toxic. So if somebody's in a toxic relationship, usually it's not just one and that's all it is. It could be, but that would be pretty rare. Lastly, it's very slow. Like toxic relationships develop very slowly. So subtly without you even knowing it, all of a sudden six months down the road, you're in this really twisted, sick, toxic relationship and you can't get out. So pay attention to looking in the mirror and seeing, hmm, who are the people I'm around? Where have I come from? And if I look in the mirror, what do I see about myself? Am I better with these people or with mm. this person or in this situation, in this job, or am I not? And that is very hard to do, Nick, because a lot of people think it's fine. It's no big deal. He's really great. She's really awesome. It's just, it's just stressful right now. It's just a lot going on. Or the job's great. It's just every now and then my boss gets really upset or my coworkers mm. talk about me. But you really want to look at, is this a toxic situation that I need to get out of? Because mm. most people don't get out of them. That's a good point. Yeah. Whenever I kind of think about like me and like whenever I find my wife eventually that uh, mm -hmm. I want her to be somebody or even a girlfriend. I want her to be somebody who actually builds me up and makes my mood better and makes my overall outlook better than it was yep. than when I'm by myself, not worse. And so I think that's a big part of uh, seeing that too. Very so well said. What could, I guess, I guess how I should say this is can a toxic relationship ever get healthy? Like not, like just stay there, but actually get better. Can it ever get better? No, no. I'm just going to say no. Isn't that terrible? It can't. Like a lot of people would say, well, there's always hope. And I say there's always hope. It's very, very, very rare that a toxic relationship, the true definition of one, which, you know, I would have to take your situation to define it because yeah. it's like saying somebody's ADHD, right? Instead of they're just hyper, like, mm. or they have attention issues, doesn't mean they're diagnosed that. Or somebody's, uh, somebody's depressed, that doesn't mean they're clinically diagnosed with depression, okay? So yeah. there's different levels. But no, I don't think they can really recover because it's a system that's fed and many times toxic relationships are built on the toxic nature. So when we get together, we become toxic. So take an addict, you know, a drug addict or an alcoholic. What's the first thing they tell people when they go into treatment? You need to disassociate from all the people you were around while you're using. Hmm. You need to cut friendships off if they were people that would go to the bar with you or use drugs with you. You need to not associate with them at all in life if you can help it, but even if you work with them, that you don't do things outside of work with them and socialize. That's the first thing they tell you in treatment. This is no different. You need to disassociate from the people that actually make you toxic. Now, there's a kicker to this. I was gonna say, what if it's you? The individual can get better. Hmm. Remember that. This is the problem in toxic relationships is so many people, remember we talked about Healthy codependence is this, little flexibility in here. Person, person, we join together. Codependence is this, we're enmeshed. Mm. If this relationship is bad, I'm so depressed. If this relationship is going well, I'm happy as I've ever been. It is not healthy. 
So toxic relationships are very codependent. They're very mm -hmm. enmeshed and they're not good for either person. And typically, if we're going to be together, we're going to be toxic. If I am a drug user or an alcoholic and I go out with you and we drink together. Yeah. And that's our relationship. If I get clean and sober, I can't associate with you because you're still possibly that person. Okay. So I'm going to become toxic again. People mm -hmm. can relapse from drug abuse, right? Or alcoholism. Yeah. And what people say is, what if both people get well? Great. <laughs> I will tell you what, the percentage of that, Nick, is so incredibly small. By the time they do that, they usually have gone on and found other people because they want a healthy relationship. They don't want to go gamble again, uh, put all their chips on the table, roll the dice, and lose it again like they did in this last one. Mm. So typically the healthier you get, the more you seek healthier people yeah. and you don't go back to the toxic. Yeah. And one thing I would say to add on to that is I think even if two people that were wanted in a toxic relationship, if they got better and they got back together, I just feel like those old habits would start to trickle back again. Like mm -hmm. it's always possible to like relapse and have it happen again. And I feel like two people that were wanted in a toxic relationship can't really ever be in a healthy relationship again just because they've had experience with yep. it. It's like, well, I'm trying to think of an example. Like if it's like if you have an addiction and then you get rid of that addiction, there's still going to be parts of it that you live with forever. I feel like mm -hmm. you can't totally ever get rid of that. I feel like there's going to be always parts of it that's going to be with you. It's just how you control it. And I yes. think with the toxic relationship, like you can learn to get better but mm -hmm. then also if you get back with that other person that was with with you when you had it i feel like that would trigger that back maybe i'm wrong but that's kind of how i feel about it that's why they tell people to not associate with people it doesn't mean those are bad people yeah it just means you are more likely to be tempted if i'm on a diet and i'm trying really hard to eat well and stay balanced then i'm going to stay away from fast food that's what i should do right Stay away from fast food, stay away from ice cream. Uh, don't buy candy or ice cream or things to put in your house, for instance, just take them away. <laughs> but if you are an alcoholic or a drug addict or a toxic person, don't go out to the bar. Yeah. Don't go out with the friends that party all night because you're likely to meet somebody you're gonna end up in a toxic relationship with or you had a fight with your toxic girlfriend or boyfriend mm -hmm. and you wanna go get back at them by meeting somebody. There, there's so many toxic things that most people we're defining today struggle when they come in to see me because they look at me and they say, honest, this is totally honest. I'm not sure I'm ready to give all that up. I'm not sure I'm ready to, I mean, it feels so good to be in that relationship with that person, or it feels so good, for instance, to have that money I get from that job that I'm willing to take the abuse my boss is giving me or my coworkers the way they're treating me. Yeah. Or I don't want to disappoint my parents and let them down and, and tell them something they won't like. So I'll go ahead and show up at the family gathering or the holiday because it's better than them yelling at me and I don't want to end up all alone. Well, they might say, mm. I don't want to see you anymore. It, there's so many yeah. things in toxic relationships that are codependent and we get caught up in them. But it's just like you said, when you get away from it, you can become healthy. The healthier you get, the less you want the sick. Yeah. Remember I said about fear? We talked about it in NF videos, right? The stronger we become as a person, the weaker fear becomes. When he talks yeah. about, is that me or the fear talking? The stronger fear is, the weaker we are. 
So if we have fear in our lives, we become weaker under those stressful moments. If we yeah. have toxic in our lives, we become weak. But if we are strong and healthy and you're with a toxic person in a relationship and you become healthy and like your eyes open, you're not going to want to be around it. Yeah. They're going to say you're the sick one, but you're actually saying, great, I'll be the sick one because I'm leaving. Remember, mm. sane doesn't pick insane. Yeah, I was gonna Normal that. doesn't I pick crazy. Of I thought of that. Uh, one question I had before was what... What if you're the toxic one and the other person you're with isn't and then you get help and then the other person wasn't toxic? What Could that ever work? Well, if, if they happen to stay with you, uh, two things would be a miracle, number one. But number two, yes, it can work. But it would mean that person stopped being so toxic, too, because they quit enabling the whole relationship. Mm -hmm. So typically it's that if one person says, I've had enough, you're not going to treat me this way or I'm not going to stay in this. And it it makes the person change. We could do one on relationships, Nick, where I usually take a rubber band. Yeah. If you take a rubber band and you pull it this right. way. So when you get a rubber band pulled, uh, when somebody gets healthy, okay, they stay very sturdy in who they are. Mm. The other person is pulling still because they're toxic. They're pulling somebody towards um, towards unhealthiness. And eventually what's going to happen is this rubber band's going to break, right? Yeah. Which means the relationship breaks. This person that's pulling away from health is either going to have to say, ooh, this scares me, like this is about to snap. And they're going to go back with the tension. They're going to go back towards the healthy person, or they're going to continue to pull away from the other person. That's a really good analogy. Rubber band, great example yeah. we can do in relationship, marriage, and all that. Because when mm. toxic relationships are involved, it is very easy for, for people to stay. It's easier to stay in it than get out of it. Yeah. And to your example, the toxic one, if they get help, they can change their life. But getting help means looking in a mirror and saying, please tell me where I'm sick. Tell me, Tom, where I'm sick and what I need to do. And then they have to trust it and move on. And I'm telling you, Nick, 90% of what I say, people don't listen to. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Quote stay, of the day. <laughs> might, might be. We'll see. Uh, next question, kind of, we've already talked about this a little bit, but like what makes people want to stay in that toxic relationship? I know you'd said the rubber band, like if somebody's, you know, wanting to get healthy and the other person doesn't, then they're going to, I don't know. That was a really good example. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying, no, but, but that, like what makes it, what makes people stay in that? It's very true because what happens with that is you have the rubber band and toxic relationships. Both people are pulling and they're coming back together. Do you notice this? Like mm -hmm. they, they pull apart and they're in chaos and then they come back together and they love each other hard. Love the way you lie. Eminem. Those uh, yeah. are stories of very toxic relationships where the good and the connector it over outweighs the bad. So when the intensity, the passion, the love, the fire outweighs the bad, remember I said this about addiction, the hangover is not what an addict thinks about, the throwing up, the headache the next day, the horrible body feelings, it's the high. So when the high outweighs the pain of the withdrawal symptoms and the hangover, they're gonna keep using, same with toxicness. So the point to that being, number one, it's what they get used to. I mean, people just get used to being in, in dysfunction and toxicity and unhealthiness all the time. So they, they're used to it. It's familiar. It's not fun. They don't like it necessarily in their brain. Like, this isn't a great time uh, for me, but it's what I know. I'm used to it. 
The second thing is they don't want to be alone. Mm. People do not want to be alone. And so when they sure. find somebody, it's like, I'll never find another person again. And by the way, even if I do, they're not going to give me the high that this one gives me. They're not going to give me the thrill that this one gets me. Mm. And they're not going to give me the companionship mm. and the love that this one gets me, even if it's a little love. So even in abusive relationships, people will say, I just don't think I can find anyone else, which by the way, leads to my third point of that, which would be self-esteem. Mm -hmm. People have very low self-esteem at yeah. the moment, not forever. But when you're in a toxic relationship, if you realize that the person has very low self-esteem, yeah. I don't think I deserve anything other than this. Yeah. It's very sad. I feel like a lot of, and I'm not trying to point at anybody, mm -hmm. but I feel like most people who are in toxic relationships are the people that, like you said, have low self-esteem and don't know what they're worth. And they just kind of take whatever they find, and a lot of times it's not good people that they find just what, because it gives them attention. It's what they're used to. And by the way, toxic relationships have a lot of passion in them. Yeah. So a lot of fire, even if it's fighting, they have a lot of crazy, chaotic stuff going on. And some people feed off that. Mm -hmm. That's sad. It's a yeah. sad thing. Speaking but... of which, <laughs> brings me to thinking of, uh, we, we can talk all day. This will be fun to talk about here is celebrities. <laughs> Ooh, so yeah. celebrities that have been toxic, y'all. Oh man, this, this could be an entire show yeah. because we see that all the time, mm -hmm. right? Let's go down different celebrities that, well, the most recent, can we? Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that is one of the most toxic relationships yeah. I can imagine that looked like it was perfect. Now, a lot of people know the inside scoop from the past. I didn't know all the, the dark secrets from their past, but yeah. on, on the surface, they always look like, man. They're good. Yeah, yeah, awesome. But there are a lot of toxic relationships involved. So let's think of the other ones. What about Kanye? Mm. And, uh, and Kim. Is it Kim Kardashian? Yeah. Like, Major super toxic. toxic. Yeah. What do you do with, like, so what is the element of, the, what are the other ones? Um, well, you got, like, yeah. That Johnny Depp thing is Jumps. really big too. Right Amber now. Heard, Johnny Depp. <laughs> Super toxic relationship. Yeah. You go back to my day, you got Madonna, Sean Penn. Uh, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> that's that's very bad. I know Madonna. I don't oh, know. Madonna. Sean Penn, great actor, like so good. But they were crazy for each other, not good. And it also uh, wasn't Angelina Jolie with... Um, uh, I want to say uh, Chris, but I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, oh, Chris Brown, Rihanna, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not good. I mean, we're going to keep going, but what, okay, if we just take those, what yeah. is the toxic undercurrent of those relationships? Like what, what made, do you think, we don't know them, but what do you think made them unhealthy? Well, the first thing I think of is the power they have and the celebrity status they have. And when, I feel like when you get two celebrities in all those cases, they're both, both of the people are both very well known and you have different opinions and it just clashes. Egos are very strong. Uh, but yet their self-esteem is very low. Hmm. Uh, because if your self-esteem is high, you don't tear people down. I mean, yeah. I'm being completely honest with you. You don't abuse people. You don't treat people poorly uh, on purpose. Really, if your self-esteem is very high, you have integrity, you have character, you don't mm -hmm. carry yourself in a defensive attacking way. All yeah. these relationships would do that. And I can't stand these relationships where... Uh, we have this abuse going on, but even in Johnny Depp, it looked like there was probably reverse abuse, you know, with her yeah. being kind of the really hostile one. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that he's like Mr. Healthy, <laughs> but 
I think that was kind of an example of his his nature was not to go out and be aggressive and mean and abusive towards people. It just wasn't who he was. He might not have been great as a person to be in relationship with, but wasn't out there doing that. As opposed to Chris Brown, I think that literally punched out Rihanna. Yeah, he right? was he was he's Gosh. abusive. Yeah, he's not makes really good music, but uh, not the best person in the world. And Which I feel is, like a lot of the, a lot of people are. They're very like good at what they do. They're funny, like Will Smith, very funny. Um, Chris Brown, great artist, Kanye, yeah. great artist, Cam is, you know, model, like all of them have their stuff they're good at, but they also have a side of them that's not so great. Well, and when you think of these relationships, many of them, I mean, Will Smith, I guess they're still together, but I guess it seems like they're kind of pretending to be together. But mm. most of these relationships burn themselves out. They, they stay together in a really bad way, like break up together, yeah. break up together for a long time until it just destroyed. They kill the relationship. Like they... They burn it in the ground, just like Love the Way You Lie, right? Where he's talking about burning the house down at the yeah, end. I'm going to burn point. you down with it. These couple, Selena Gomez, right? Taylor yeah. Swift. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Just go down all, the line. There's so many. And toxic doesn't have to be abusive. It doesn't have to be just the most horrible thing. It can be just really unhealthy and irregular pattern of not going well. And so the mm. sad part about this, all this, Nick, when it comes to celebrities is they're in the news all the time. So you and I could be in a toxic relationship. Mm. We're not on the news. It makes it worse when people are taking pictures of you, telling your story, making up stories about mm. you. Like that's what's horrible. Yeah, that's true. And um, I think there's a lot more we could cover about that. Whitney where... Houston, Bobby Brown <laughs> from way back in the day when he, uh, that was just horrible. Yeah. So I guess... Wrap it up in like a minute because we got to <laughs> Wrap we gotta it move. up. I know. We still have so much to cover. We're going to have to have a part two. have to have a part two. And also we might put a little bit of this on uh, our Patreon for uh, their extra podcast well, that Patreon gets. So. I'll cover this in the next show that we do on this because I think we should do a part two. Yeah. Uh, because I don't like like books. I don't like identify. We just identified everything having to do with toxic with no remedy at all. Yeah. So I'll throw this in and we'll talk about it next well, time. Well, you can mention a couple of things. But, but remedies just... are like, you know, number one, go to therapy and go to a good one. Like, yeah. don't go to somebody who's just going to sit and listen to you. Don't go to someone who's just going to tell you you're, you're great and everything's fine. Go to somebody who will help you with, walk in there with your issues. I, I've been in an unhealthy relationship or a pattern of unhealthy relationships or lifestyle living. I need help to live this kind of life. So what I ask people, what kind of life do you want? Yeah. As opposed to what you have. Therapy is great, number one. Support groups are great, number two. There are plenty of codependent support groups out there. Uh, watching reaction videos like we have are healthy. And that's not even Nick chuckles. But I don't mean that in a please watch us. I mean it in get quality information. You can listen to other podcasts. You can read books. Like really, support groups, journaling, having a balanced living, going out for walks instead of looking online and trying to date people on Tinder and dating apps that go out. It happens all the time. What do you do when you want to feel better? You go get a fix. Yep. And many times I've seen people go on those dating apps to find somebody just to go sleep with so that they can feel better about themselves or somebody to talk to so they can feel better about themselves. Y'all, those are rebound relationships all over the place. And a lot of these celebrities do the same thing. Yeah. So please don't fill the empty hole that you feel bad about this toxicity stuff with something else that's just another drug. Yeah. Try to do something about it. And and so get help. Okay. Cool. How about going out? How about just going clean and sober like by yourself? Like in other words, mm. I'm gonna take three months and not get in a relationship with anyone. That can be hard sometimes. Some people have 
trouble with that. Some people do. That is their that's their addiction. It's like just being in a relationship. They can't not be in one. Well, how about responding so, on social media? Like, yeah. how about we tell people, how about just don't respond? You tell me with comments yeah. for us at Reaction Therapy, Dad, just don't, just don't respond. Yeah. And why do you say that? Because it's going to, well, it's going to bring too much stress. Like, it's not worth the time. That's the same as any of these toxic things we're talking about. Sometimes it's best to just unplug. Don't respond. Don't have the last word. Don't feel like you got to fight. If you go to work and you have a toxic environment at work, don't feed into it. Don't go into the break room or don't go to lunch with people who are talking about other people. Stay away from it. Yeah. That's a good point. All right. Part two, I can't wait. Part two coming very soon on this because we definitely didn't get through all of it. We cut through half. About half, yeah. All right. Let's but do you know on. what's cool about this? What? The people after the show, Patreon subscribers, YouTube subscribers, you're going to be able to see uh, the aftermath, hopefully. Very true. All right. Now let's get into a very cool topic where we get to ask all questions. So Q&A time. Yes. There it is. Okay. Whoa, that was cool. I like that. We've had that for like I five episodes. That just sounded new to me. All right. We got our first question coming from Nathan, who is a member. Shout Nathan, out to you, Nathan. Thank a you. Member, yes. So he says, Are you open to exploring different genres of music, such as heavy metal and or older reggae? That was a weird ending to that question, but that was the question. Yeah. Are you interested in and we have actually kind of done more uh, stuff like that. Patreon has a couple of reactions like that. I know there's another heavy metal song coming soon. It might already be out by the time this comes out. So, I was gonna say we have yeah. done some of that. We haven't done reggae or anything. Yeah, we've done Dave from the UK. Yes, I'm open to looking and reacting to anything. the The thing that we've had to realize is maybe most of that would go over towards Patreon, where we have a little bit more leeway on the variety that we have Mm -hmm. instead of on YouTube. And so we have a standard on YouTube of kind of a core type of reaction. And and to be fair, Nathan, most of the reaction we try to do is towards mental health. I don't know if reggae music has mental health, but it actually could Uh make you feel mentally healthy. So not all of Juice World's music is mentally healthy (laughs) focused at all. So there's plenty of music we've reacted to that's not really focused on mental health, which means, yes, absolutely, we can do that. And that's one of those sometimes we throw in like an extra. We do a video every day on YouTube. We throw it in as an extra. So, yeah, if you're a member and you get to request or you go to the live stream and request, there's a chance you could get that. Win a contest and request, and there's a chance you could get that. Yeah. I'm not opposed to any music, mm-hmm. honestly. The only thing I draw the line on are things like, um, well, it was Kim with Eminem, Dance with the Devil, Immortal Technique that we put on Patreon. I wouldn't put that stuff on YouTube. So if it's inappropriate stuff, I wouldn't put it on YouTube. But yeah. reggae is totally appropriate. Yeah. Well, I don't even know what reggae is, to be honest. Reggae. I've never hey, heard Mom. of reggae. <laughs> So anyway, great question from... Well, I don't really know reggae, but I have listened to it from growing up. It seemed a lot more popular when I grew up. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know really what it is. So maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, Next question comes from Jessica. When are you bringing an artist on your podcast? Well, Jessica, you probably already heard it, right? And and what's weird about this is, like right now, we're actively, as this is recording, we're actively setting up and doing interviews with artists but there's two things that come into play. Number one, it's doing the interview. It's editing everything from the interview with the show. 
and it's getting the show scheduled to go out because our show goes out every Friday. So we have some shows that are the history of reaction therapy, some that are topics like this, toxic relationships, and some that are interviews. And so there's a space where it, we don't just do an interview and then put it out the ne- that very Friday. Yeah. We plan weeks ahead. So some of them, the second piece is it also depends on when artists' music may be coming out. So sometimes yeah. they say, hold off, can we do this two months from now because that's when I'm going to have a something released. And then some people are like, put it out right now, it's great. So we probably wouldn't right now put artist music or interviews out week after week. Yeah, We'll space it out. But eventually, I have a feeling we're going to get to where we're doing artists almost every week because we are getting more traction with contact from them. There are yeah. several we're in communication with, but the biggest one, honestly, is scheduling. It's Between our schedule and theirs, we're trying yeah. to coordinate. I, we've worked hard to get a system. <laughs> We have all the data and information to give to them. We have questions that we we kind of want to ask them. Mm-hmm. So we've done our homework on everybody. Yeah, It's just trying to find the date and time they can meet up with I their know. schedule and ours because yeah. we don't tape every day. We only tape on two different days during the week. Yeah. Also, the biggest thing with that is, we're, like you said, we're trying to do a topic, history, and artists. Like We have three kind of different yeah. things we do on a podcast, and so... When you take that, an artist's interview might be every three weeks. And so like, if we, we could record it any time, but then it might not come out yeah. for another three weeks or something. So it's just, it so takes by, some time. And by the time you've seen this, we've probably had two or three artists we've talked to, talked interviewed to. and recorded. Yeah, It's just finding the right spot or date yeah. for them. So it is coming. And I think once it starts coming, you'll see it'll be regular. And by the way, once we get through the history of reaction therapy and get up to current date, we'll have more space to be able to do more interviews. So it's a lot of fun. But if you know of any artists also, that's the other thing. Yeah, I think Tom contacting artists or Nick don't have as much leeway as if somebody knows. There have been some artists that have reached out to us, but we're trying our best to reach them. But sometimes it's very hard to get to people. I got so many artists I want to react to. I mean, interview that... We can't get to. Yeah. If you, so if y'all do know an artist, like it doesn't matter how big they are. It can y'all be know anybody? just any artist that's making music. Eminem, we love to talk to them. Yeah. Anybody? If y'all know NF, then hit us up. Eminem, hit us up. <laughs> Ronnie Radke, any sure. of those? Yeah. Nothing, nowhere. All right. Our next, any of them. <laughs> our next question Rodrigo, comes Taylor Swift. from... I keep going. Billie Eilish? Anybody. Go ahead. Our I'm next question guys. comes from Launch Luster. Can't say that. Hey, why is life so heavy? Period. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Why is life so heavy? That's well, probably not something to laugh about. But uh, honestly, the reason I do chuckle at that is because I've kind of been taught in my life that life's as heavy as we make it. A lot of heavy things can come at us, but really, it's how heavy we allow them to be. Like it's the adage of a backpack on your shoulders. And you have a bunch of rocks in them. And if you look at those rocks in your backpack, how many of them are yours? And how many of them are other people's in other situations? Like, in other words, if I said to you, what's heavy in life for you right now? There's two pieces. One's legitimate, meaning somebody in my life passed away. Mm. I lost my job last week. Uh, There's other things that are, I just, I can't seem to find my passion or I wish I could be happy or be in a relationship, or I just want to get out of school and finish school so that I can live my life. 
Those are two different situations. One is an instantaneous situational right now thing that happened that placed heaviness on you. The other one's just a part of life mm. that you actually can ch change just by your attitude and focus towards it. So you can actually you just, if somebody passes away in your life and dies, you can't just all of a sudden be happy. You have to go through the grief. But if you want to get out of school and you want to have a career or you want to have a relationship and you don't and you're by yourself right now, you actually can reframe that and say, so how can I get myself as strong and healthy as I can be so I'm ready when the relationship comes? Yeah. So a lot of times we carry baggage we don't need to carry and life's heavy because we let it come on. And I'm telling you, social media, it has done it to us. It brings heaviness to us. We look at depressing things. We look at anxiety provoking things and we look at at the world around us without just staying just on our own path, doing our own thing, balance, do regular yeah. routines because we invite the heaviness in. And the old adage, Stephen Covey, if you go read any of his books from way back, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he used to always say, if you plan a picnic outside for Saturday and Saturday comes and it rains, mm -hmm. are you depressed? He said, there's plenty of people that could go take the picnic, the food and everything else, bring it inside, put it inside your house and have a picnic inside. You just change the atmosphere, but you could still be happy for it. Mm -hmm. And how many times does something happen, Nick, where we all of a sudden let it ruin the rest of our day? Uh, well, I thought you were talking to me because that's me. If something like, like when you mentioned that about a picnic, if like for me, if something's if planned to happen, like if we're doing a picnic outside and it ends up raining, I'm going to be really sad about that because yeah. I like things going the way that I think they're going to go. And when something changes, it's hard for me. So yeah, it's, I feel you <laughs> on so that one. Why is life so heavy? Number one, because heavy things do happen sometimes. That could be it. And the second is because maybe I'm carrying too much heavy. Maybe mm. I need to let go of some of the heavy. Interesting. Okay, one more question from a piece of pie. We've done a question from a piece of pie before. <laughs> I love that. Um, Cherry pie. So how can I get help if I'm scared to do so? I think that's a good question. That's a very good question because different therapists can respond to you different ways. Number one, by knowing you deserve the help. And many times the only way you're going to get really better is to have outside wisdom. And, and that doesn't always have to be a therapist, y'all. Yeah. I, don't, I don't just sit here and advocate therapy all the time. I do think it's really good because you can have a trained professional that kind of knows how to get there quickly. But you can have a mentor, you can have a pastor, you can have a teacher, you can have a, a relative, you can have somebody in your life that that can guide you and give you good, sound wisdom that will help you get there. But if you're scared to do it, write down what you're scared about. Put down in words, what is it you're scared will happen if you ask for help? What is it you're scared that will happen if you get help? Today, toxic relationships. Some people say, I'm scared to actually change my life because that means I may live the rest of my life alone. That's what we deal with, okay, is how scary it can feel to live the rest of your life alone. They're not going to live the rest of their life alone. They just feel that way. So what you do with fear is you step into it. And a lot of times with therapy, what's great today, you can do virtual therapy where you're not having to sit face to face and feel intimidated by somebody and you can get online. And if you don't like them or there's not a good connection, go to a different person. It's the safest way to start. Mm -hmm. You can start an on, you can attend an online support group. Instead of going in person with 20 people you're staring at in a room feeling very insecure, you can start it online. You can read books about getting help or uh, self-discovery uh, and mm -hmm. try self-help, trying to get yourself better. So 
write down what it is that you're scared about and really see it's it's typically not that getting the help's bad. It's that I'm scared of what's going to happen. I'm going to get mm. rejected or I'm going to find out something's really wrong with me or I'm going to end up all alone and and start with that. But try to find somebody, even if it's online or virtual uh, or a mentor, friend, somebody you trust that can help you walk that path. Great. Awesome. Great questions from y'all. Keep them coming. Very good we, questions. We do y'all questions every single time. So phenomenal. phenomenal. Love those questions. Cool. All right. Well, it is time. I hope you're ready. For quote of the day. <laughs> what was I go. saying? I have to change this because I don't know that I can. I think about it during the week and then it just escapes my head and I don't think what else to say other than um, uh, what could I say about toxic relationships? That's a good quote. And it just well, you, said, you said you said something. What was it that you said earlier? Oh, yeah. Um, and saying people, saying yeah, people don't. That, that's like, good quote today. Nick thought of the quote of the day today. Normal doesn't pick crazy. Normal doesn't pick crazy. So if I, anybody, was saying, I was saying insane doesn't pick insane, but right, same thing. The same thing. Yeah, it's just a regular words to say it. But if you come to me and you say, "I cannot believe how crazy my girlfriend is," then I would turn and I would say, "Well." If she's crazy, there's a part of you that's crazy because normal <laughs> people don't pick crazy people. Yeah. Now, people can get crazy within a relationship. That happens. But generally speaking, what you want to do is look yourself in the mirror and say, what am I doing in this relationship and what do I need to do? So normal doesn't pick crazy. Remember that, y'all. Great. I love that. Sorry, I was <laughs> I was sidetracked for a second. He was thinking about that quote. I was thinking about that quote. That's, that, it is really good, though. It's really true. Like, you're not going to see... I'm not even going to say that. Yeah. Never mind. I'm going to just leave it like that. Love toxic Love relationships. Toxic relationships part two Love will be this. coming very soon. Can't wait for Anything it. Thanks else? for being here. I appreciate all of y'all for being a part of Reaction Therapy, for commenting, for subscribing, and for being just a part, just like with the Q&A, a part of this podcast with us. Thank you so much. We couldn't do it without you. Stay yeah. around. Go follow um, Tom on TikTok at Reaction Therapy. We're trying to get that to yep. grow. We're at 11,000, probably almost 12,000 now. So it's great that we're cranking that. Go, if you haven't followed us on YouTube yet, if you're watching for the first time, definitely give us a follow. Give us a like on this video. Yep. I started a sports channel. That's I've made right. a ton of content on there um, reacting to sports. So if you like that, go check it out. It's at Rise Up Sports on YouTube. And I think that's it. Yes, Rise Up Sports. Thanks for pumping me up on that. There you go. All right. Well, thanks for watching, and we'll see you on the next, next Reaction, Reaction Therapy, Therapy Podcast. Podcast.